My name is Esther Burke, bookwriting expert and writer. I help you overcome your fears in life and writing your book. I offer an online course called Believe You Can Write and I support you with one-on-one -on -one coaching. Get in touch with me if you need help. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode. And why not giving this podcast a five-star review so that many more people will find this episode. And today I'm so excited to have Julia Kurt from Switzerland with me. She's a certified accredited coach specialized in career, self-development and teenagers. She is the Managing Director of Noble Manhattan Coaching Switzerland, which offers coach training programs to individuals. After 32 years of experiences in a multinational company, she had followed her passion of coaching, workshop facilitation, mentoring employees, companies and teenagers to move forward in their professional and private life. In addition, Julia is the ex Executive Vice President at Organization Women International Trade, who empowers women in business via upskill workshops, panel discussions, and being involved in trade policies and partnering with International Trade Center and WTO. So welcome, dear Julia, to this show. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am really appreciate that you have invited me as well. So I feel really thrilled and delighted to be part of your podcast, dear <laughs> Esther. So Julia, let's start with uh, my first question. I love it. What has been your turning moment in your life? My turning moment. There's several, of course, in each, each person's life. The one was really in my childhood. Why? Because origin Turkish, I grew up in Germany. And then as I was 18, my family decided to go back to Istanbul. And that's not so easy. Although, mind me, every year we took holidays in Istanbul. I know the country. I love it. I, lo I love the people. But it's a culture shock still because the, it changes completely. The day-to-day -day life is different. So that's one of the turning points to adapt yourself to a different culture from where you have been growing up and prove yourself as well, because I started my career there. So that's one of the turning points. And the other one, specifically for women, I guess, is giving birth to my son. <laughs> of course, it's complete changes completely the dynamics of a relationship, you know, of your of, of the view towards life what's important for you in life the priorities shift etc so that's another turning point and the other one is really right when I was called into or I had the job offer to come over to Geneva with the same company with the multinational company in 2005 so you leave Turkey where <laughs> you have already a good career right and then you take your family, get out of Turkey, your comfort zone, and you are landing in Switzerland. Again, <laughs> I grew up in Germany, so I know the rules and everything. But still, it was completely different. And what's much more challenging, what was much more challenging was that my husband followed me 
it's always the other way around. And my husband didn't work. So he took the back seat. So it's the other way around with us. He, he took the back seat willingly. We discussed this to be at home, to be with my son, pick him up, uh, drop him off at football uh, training, uh, to birthday parties, doing the cooking and the shopping. And me, I was traveling around the world, being having all these major <laughs> positions and you name it, and meetings and projects, etc. All the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that these were these main turning points. And the last one, I must say, whilst I was made redundant, because after 32 years, they made me redundant. That was just before the pandemic. And what happened there? Oops. What shall I do next? You're at a certain age, you're over 55, you're like, oh my God, you know. And somehow I prepared it in my mind and I did, you know what? Now it's the time to do your own business. And I did my coaching diploma. I emphasize diploma, not certificate, because people do certificates for 50 hours and they call themselves coaches. No, I did the diploma, <laughs> really study, thesis, you name it. And then also the accreditation. And I added as well adolescence coaching towards that because only life, career, or health coach is not enough, I thought, because whomever I coach, it went down, boiled down to childhood somehow. And I added the family piece as well. So I created my own company. That was another thing. <laughs> and as you were talking about author, I took the leap of faith as well last year to be a first-time author. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. And the What's book the... is out, is published, and I'm so proud of it. What's the name of your book, Julia? Break Free from Your Hamster Wheel. Wow. Great. And where can you buy it? You can buy it over Book Depository okay. or Amazon. Okay. Great. It's available. Thank you. Wonderful. So, Julia, whom do you coach? La whom do you love coaching? I mean, is it more you have all? Is it teenagers? Is it more professionals? Is it individuals? So, you know, I don't have a preference because each individual is very interesting and enriching. Being coming from the corporate world, of course, career is much more easier for me right? Because I know the dynamics. I did it myself. I call myself from zero to hero. I don't have any university PhD MBA, but still I could work up the ladder. I could be a global transformation manager, change manager, implementation manager, you name it, and do all the certification <laughs> whilst I was working. So I'm, I'm more acquainted. However, I love to work with young people as well, because they have a different mindset. And how they see the world is so, it's so different. It's, it's fascinating. It's motivating. It's, it's, it's different. It gives energy. And sometimes it's more positive. Sometimes it's more negative. It really depends. But at the end of the world, you know, what? I, I love to coach, you know, young people because always something else comes up and that's magnificent. I love it. And what's so different in their view of the world or their mindset well they 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 think about work differently they want to have more freedom mm. they don't want to work like we did for example to get up at nine work until six be in a suit or whatever 
They want to have more flexibility. They want to have time for themselves. Um, Some of them don't even know where to go. They have difficulties to choose a career path. For us, maybe it was much more easier, but now we've got such a variety that even gets confusing. Mm. And how they look at the world, because there's so much information coming in, and I shall say it's not always positive. How they look at the world, sometimes it's really negative, and you're getting very, very much like, oh my God, you know, this is not how you should look at the world. The world has got also good good sides, right? We've got also good vibes. It's not only bad, bad. Absolutely not. So it's different, yeah. And it's this, and leaders need to also manage the new generation in a different way. They want to be recognized. They want to be heard. They want to live out their creativity. They want to have a safe space. Well-being is number one priority for them. Other than that, they don't want to work in a toxic environment, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's a complete different vibe which is going on now. (laughs) This is interesting. And what does it give to you when you coach young people? Well, what does it give? A different perspective on life and how they look at life itself, a different perspective on a career and what they expect of a career. It's not like always money, money. It's more than that. It's more like their own values, which is important. When they have already established their values or what's important for them. Uh, And every conversation always adds something to your thoughts and also gives you a different perspective because you learn it's a give and take actually the coaching session is always a give and take okay i'm an expert in in asking all these powerful questions maybe but what i get as an answer is always a surprise and this is really the magic world of coaching (laughs) and personally um what what questions are you asking yourself now or what are your values did they they probably changed since you left uh, this multinational company that's correct it changed again mind me in the beginning of my career we never analyzed values or something you had your own inner values being honesty uh, being ethical uh, loyal absolutely that's important loyal and um, having fun as well have some challenges, half the room for personal development. How it changed now, it's actually more flexibility because if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur or you have your own company, you can even say when you want to work, when you don't want to work. And that can be as well in the middle of the week, which is really wonderful. Sometimes you need to work more because you need to do everything yourself. But again, so flexibility, of course, having more time for myself. Again, we not there yet, but I'm, I'm trying to. But also living my creativity, because the beauty of this is that you're your own boss. So actually, you can create your own programs. You can create your own day. No one is telling you what to do. You can tell yourself what you need to do. And maybe if you have some team members or freelancers that you work with, maybe. So I, I, at the moment, of course, it changed and it will change further. The more you get, the more age you get, it will change over and over again. Hmm. And if our listeners are some self-employed 
some solo entrepreneurs. What are the tips you could give them? Because it's not easy to be um, working on your own and doing all on your own. And Absolutely, it's not easy. Firstly, determination is key to success. You definitely need to have focus. You need to be determined. You need to be resilient. You will fall. That's absolutely, that's it. That's the price that you pay if you're an entrepreneur. And by the way, that's my motto. Like, try fast, fail fast, learn fast. <laughs> Don't overthink because you know what? The more you think, the more you are blocking yourself to take any action. And it creates a vicious circle in your wonderful brain which says, oh, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. Try, go for it. The worst that can happen, that the program or the package that no one signs up. Is it the end of the world? No, you try something else. And have grit, have courage, be out there, network, get acquaintances, have your LinkedIn profile up to date, connect over LinkedIn and online, any webinars that you can do, upskill yourself or constantly, constantly be on the latest trends. And this is what you need to do. Sounds great, Julia. And are there sometimes self-doubts in your own life? Absolutely, of course. You How know, do you I mean, deal with them? How do I deal with them? What are your methods to get over the self-doubts? <laughs> How to get over them? Well, if I've got self-doubts, you know, I take a break. <laughs> it's like the stop, you know, stop. Okay, let's stop. Let's do something else. And that could be stupid stuff like um, doing housework doing even laundry or maybe iron or just going around the block. But I need to change my mind. You know, I need to, I need to get into a different mindset. I need to get into a different atmosphere, going out with friends or having dinner or just watching a Netflix series, whatever, music, dancing around in the living room. Sometimes I do that as well, you know, for yourself. Just changing, getting a break. And I say, you know what? That's it for today. I'm not doing anything. It's okay. Because the next morning I will wake up and I'll say, you know what? Today is a wonderful day and it's going to be great. And I will do lots of stuff. And it's my my work. It's my business. It's not a hobby. And I am my own CEO. And then you start again with the day. Sounds wonderful. How did you get there? Because I know it's hard work. It's daily work, inner work. Yeah, I mean, you need to always tell yourself your affirmations, yeah, to yourself, mm -hmm. absolutely, that everything will be fine, you know, you do the best, you're good enough, whatever you do, you're good enough, you have got always the positive attitude, assume positive intention from everyone, and you say destiny, prayers, universe, uh, God, Allah, whatever you call Sending this wonderful energy out there and the positive energy will come back. And that's what I believe truly, because somehow it will come back. Maybe not immediately. Maybe you want to have it earlier, but there is always a certain time when this positive energy will return back to you. And you will be even shocked when you see that. It's going to come like a sudden thing and say, oh, they have chosen me. Or, oh, my offer is accepted or, or whatever it is. And you will be even surprised. 
How was Julia at 18 or 20? Did you have a, a lot of self-confidence already? No, I didn't. Absolutely not. I was a bit more introvert. Specifically as a Turkish child in a German school. And I was a bit chubby and dark hair. Although my German was good. Although I had always good grades. But there was always a kind of discrimination. Like I'm not like the blonde, thinny, young girls in the class. That gives you a bit introversion. And that continued. I was never really outspoken. And at 18, I saw the world a wonderful place. I didn't see that I need to prove myself or do something. I just wanted to have fun, honestly, and be with friends. And there was no need to be extrovert or being so self-confident anyways, because you were with friends, right? I mean, that that's it. But the self-confidence started to grow as I we moved to Turkey, because there you need to get along there you need to learn learn again turkish i mean okay at home we were talking talking turkish but it's not enough it's different in a business environment so there i started to get a bit more outspoken because you need to then you're forced to and if you don't you don't get the piece of the cake so then somehow life taught you hey you know what Take that leap of faith. Nothing will happen. Let's see what's going to be the response. And the more I did it, the more I thought, oh, and realized and lived. Nothing happens. There is no end of the world. And the, the, the worst that can happen, any ask that you have is just a no. And the no, I mean, you don't have that anyways. Maybe it will be a yes. Then you have gained something. So that was my motto in my, uh, in my head. And I think that's my motto still. Because you know what, if we are not like life-saving professions, like, you know, the doctors and uh, you name it, yeah, it's, a, it's different consequences. But for us, you know what, just take it a bit more easy. Do what you can, absolutely. Be determined and focused, not lazy. From nothing comes nothing. You need to take action. However, don't beat up yourself. Have mercy on yourself. Great. And Julio, how did you manage? I mean, I imagine when you were 18 and going back to Turkey, women weren't that expected to do great things in that society. Or am I wrong? Well, you know, every, I mean, in 1984, it was a bit more modest. The expectation was always that a young girl was get, she's going to get married. Okay, she wants to work, let her work a bit, let her get her thing out, you know, but then she needs, she will work, she will marry anyways, and she will get a kid and stay at home. That was the kind of mindset. And thanks God, after I got parents who were supporting me, specifically my father, who said, you need to work, you need to stand on your own feet. And you know what? Even if you are going to marry, I think it would be better if, you can, if you're going to work. 
And as I got married at 24, my husband was always saying, you never know what life will bring. I want a woman who's standing in their own feet and she can feed herself if something happens to me. So he was supporting me as well. So I had that privilege to have parents and husband who were supporting me all the time throughout to actually be part of the workforce, be part of the economical growth of the country and the organization and for myself, firstly, of course. And that helped uh, my, me, you know, in Reuters, because I was working in Reuters, the whole sales department was, was only women. So when, when we had, you know, visitors over from abroad, they came into the sales department saying, these are all women. Yes, welcome to the Amazons, you know, <laughs> because it's a perception that a Middle East country, because Turkey is still considered as a Middle East country, there wouldn't be so many, you know, women working. But nowadays, even now, oh my God, you know, you should see they're all powerful women. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is my privilege, of course, that I had. And um, thanks God to them, I continued. And I always, that's why I'm also very much in empowering women, in encouraging them and fostering them to take part actively in their own, for, their, for themselves, for their families. Because if a woman has got power has got a profession is working and gaining money she will invest first in her family that means in her kids and the kids ultimately will get a better education that transforms again into the growth of the country the economy itself because the more educated you are the more you're open for different things and you have more opportunities so that's why i'm still on it and um, i love what i'm doing <laughs> This is great. And what do you think nowadays? Is it easier for women? I mean, now Switzerland is special, kind of special or different than Turkey or Germany. Well, Germany, I didn't work. So I just studied there. But I can compare Turkey to Switzerland, maybe. Um, Turkey, we are, there are a lot of women. They all work. They all work. I mean, it's about, I don't know the demography, I never checked it out, but uh, what I know, Istanbul, Ankara, big cities for sure, all women work, and even in the countryside. So they love to work, maybe a portion, of course, sits at home, but we are more women-friendly in terms of supporting families, mothers who have got kids. We've got in big companies, kindergarten, for example, and also to find a nanny or a kindergarten or a crash is very easy in Turkey. It's not like in Switzerland where you need to be getting into a list. Even when you get pregnant, you need to make sure that you're in a list before even you think you get a, get a baby. I know from all the mothers here where I worked, it's unbelievable. <laughs> then you have got the struggle to get a nanny or maman de jour, how we call. Then you need to bring the baby to the maman de jour and then pick her up at a certain time. So there is, it's stressful at work already. So it's a bit different, you know, and I still think that the Switzerland economy has been built in such a way that mothers do need to stay at home, specifically with the school system as well. Wednesdays, half day off, what are you doing? That's why all women work part-time and then they don't have a lot of job opportunities. No one considers them into the pipeline of career progression. This is insane. That's another thing, another call out to all the companies out there. Hey, it's not our choice. It's not our choice. That's what is actually imposed on us from you know 
So you need to consider every woman, if she's even working 60%, 80%, everything is possible and we want to make career progression as well. So that's the five cents that I saw so far and how I could analyze it. <laughs> I totally agree. I know how difficult it is. Well, um, we have also international listeners. So maybe let's move on a little bit to more. How, what can we give our listeners as tools to, to get so self-confident and so powerful as you are, Julia? What can we give? It all starts with yourself. Whatever we say here, you know, it can go into your ear and get out from the other. And you need to work on yourself. You need to do the inner work. And the inner work con really re requires lots of reflection. Reflection maybe in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. If you can't see what successes you have, have a success journal. Journaling is great. I love journaling. It helped me to, to go over my grief because I lost my husband last year. Mm, so that's sorry. not, yeah. It is what it is. Life is hard. So because I was angry and I never liked writing, by the way. So I started journaling and that helped me to regulate my emotions. So anyone out there who has got some doubts and it's normal that we have doubts. Yeah. And the doubts are coming from our subconscious mind and the subconscious mind to trick is so difficult because it's so hard coded that we need to be really, really aware. So first analyze yourself. What are your values? What's important for you? Do you live them or not? What is missing? And at the end of the day, say, hey, today was a good day because I did X, Y, Z. And this does not need to be something mega. It could be a basic stuff like helping an old lady carry shopping bags. Or it could be having a coffee with a friend, you know, and sitting on the terrace and just enjoying a bit of the sun, even if it's for 10 minutes. How grateful we are for this. To be grateful for life, to open up the eyes and say, I can walk, I can, I can touch, I can feel, I can see. All the things that we take for granted, to really realize how it is. And also for yourself saying in the mirror, I'm good enough. I'm doing already good stuff. And what decision I made is a good decision, the way or the other. So believing in yourself is very important. And when your mind believes in that and has got this positive mindset, and that doesn't mean positive, it's stupidity that we neglect what's going on in the world. Of course we know. But positive mindset is different to say, okay, in my circle of influence, I can't stop the war in Ukraine. But what I can do, if I really want to help, I can help one refugee, for example. Or in the circle of influence, I can take care of myself so I can take care about others. So think about what you can do, what you would like to do, how you would like to feel. Because we can feel anything. We can start our day completely negative. And everything that we see, even the sun, can be like too hot, 
too cold. The wind can be, oh my God, worked. Oh God, the employees are starting again to gossip. You can say that the situation does not change. What does change is your perspective. And that's really important. Always look, oops, one moment and try be be aware. We do this unconsciously, right? To have the negative mindset. Stop yourself, say, hey, 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 I'm going to, into a negative spiral here. Change. What is good here? Hmm. What do I see good? What can I smell? What can I feel? That's also good to master panic attacks, etc. to change the mindset, to, to mobilize the five senses we call. I'm sure you know it as well, Esther. You know, what is great here even? Change the mindset. Oh, the flower is red. This is nice. Wonderful color. Yeah. Try to realize what's around you and be grateful. Wonderful, wonderful, Julia. Let's close with your most important motto. You named it or you, you said something about it, but maybe just say it again or choose a different one. I can choose another one because I've got some <laughs> quotes and uh, my famous quotes is also about from union comes strength. So it's very important for us as people to support each other in a family to support each other and to ask for help. You can't do everything on your own. This is not literally not possible. And you can ask help from friends, from, from family members, from your peers, from your, from your managers, whomever, or people like us who are like professional in this, in this kind of profession itself, you know, in the metier, which we like, but ask for help. You can't do everything on your own. And sometimes, and another quote, there is no such thing like perfectionism. It doesn't exist. So don't try to be a perfectionist. Don't overthink. Just take, ah, I've got another quote here. Take the life as a dance. <laughs> Adopt. Because sometimes it goes really fast and sometimes it's slow. Sometimes you need to back up and sometimes you need to advance. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much, Julia, what you shared here. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you very much, Esther, for this opportunity. I loved our conversation. Mm. And dear listener, thank you so much for being here with us. And please acknowledge yourself for taking this time to learn how to live a life with less worries and fears and hurt feelings. And thank you so much for sharing this podcast with someone.